0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're standing in front of the very first spaceship, landed on American soil. The pod bay doors are opening, the fog is lifting, they seem to look like regular house cats. They're now greeting the president, and, uh, it's going, oh my god, they're eating his face, uh, they're approaching the podium, about to say something. People of Earth! The enslavement of the human
1: race begins today. Those who oppose and fight back will be treated with the same respect as you've given our earthly counterparts. Uh,
0: uh, Kindness and and friendship. Neutered and humiliated! Hey, everybody, this is Critically Optimistic, a movie podcast. Um, I'm Mac, and joining me is Jar, Jar. as always. Hello. Say hi, Jar, Jar. Hello. There we are. Uh, today, we picked two incredibly special films. The first one's special to me in the fact that I just love it, uh, the other one is almost a complementary piece to the first, but is farly superior. Uh, for very obvious reasons. Oh. So, I think we're going to talk about the first film, which is Killer Clowns.
1: It was a night
0: like any other night.
1: Then, something
0: happened. You see that? Something
1: different. It's the shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why
0: clowns? Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a movie about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, It's not really (laughs) hard to talk about this film because it's got a very simplistic plot. Um, The film starts off with our hero i guess you'd say right jar jar
2: yeah yeah definitely like that's the uh i forgot his name at this moment but yeah it's the uh what was his
0: name uh mike Uh, tobacco yeah his name is mike tobacco yeah (laughs) i don't know why his last name is tobacco but it is yeah (laughs) Um, yeah so the film starts off with mike tobacco uh at a kind of lover's point, making out with his new girlfriend, and they see a meteor shoot through the sky. Yeah. And um, it catches their attention, and they kind of start to go after it. Um, a lot of things in this movie mirror the blob, which is something that we're probably going to pick up on a lot while we talk about this film. But For sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of things mirror the blob and I think that's sort of what the film has uh, a very good charm over is there's lots of film references in this movie Um, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about this film is it manages to be its own entity without being too much of a reference you know a a reference pile that doesn't actually mean anything indeed Mm. Um, Anyway, so as our main hero goes along, uh, they find a spaceship. The reason why they don't know it's a spaceship until they get inside is because it looks like a giant circus tent. Right. Now, um, we'll go more into the plot as we talk about this film. But uh, what were your first impressions of uh, Killer Counts from Outer Space, Georgia? Because I love this film and uh this was the first time you got to watch it just this week
2: that is right this is my first viewing of uh, killer clowns i've i've i have heard a lot about this movie beforehand uh seeing as it it's considered a cult classic and uh like people always mention that oh this movie this movie is so so bad but it's still good and um i'd say it it veers more in the in the good category rather than the bad uh, because i did have um, a very fun uh, i did have a very fun moment with this movie and i i kind of like how it opens without any explanation at all it's just you just see a shooting star and that's that's the aliens <laughs> and uh, yeah the
0: the film picks up so quickly as one of the things i love about it too because it's runtime is only eighty-eight minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's relatively short for and that the is movie a, standard.
2: That is a perfect uh, time limit for this type of movie because uh, I feel like ten minutes longer it would have been dragged out a bit, in my opinion. But I I felt it it was very quick paced. Uh, the whole story, and uh, you don't really feel bored with this movie, uh, which is which is really good. And...
0: Yeah, I I can definitely agree with that as well. I love that it just picks up right away. You don't have to mess around with a lot of um, backstory with the characters and how they feel. Like The characters are all involved in the same thing, which is just the fact that there's... Clowns from outer space trying to kill everybody. <laughs> that is that is not a spoiler. It is in the title. <laughs> that's true.
2: And they also, uh, they also mention the title in the movie, so that's also fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is very fun. Um, so I talked about how this film mirrors the blob in a lot of ways. And uh, one of those ways is the fact that when the meteor falls down to Earth, uh, we see a scene where a uh, sort of a country folk... Bumpkin, you know, yeah, yeah he, like a uh, farmer, he, Joe. He yeah, farmer Joe. He sees the meteor and he thinks he's gonna be rich, so he grabs his shovel and he goes to see it. Um, and then you know, lo and behold, he gets met up with the killer clown. And uh, <laughs> not only does that mirror the blob, um, for reasons that i don't think we're gonna go completely into we're not going to say like oh it's this because it mirrors this scene (laughs) but you know watch the blob and you'll understand um but it's great because like the killer clowns like this movie delivers right away because think about when it came out 1988 Mm -hmm. you go to the movies with your friends you're like yeah let's go see a movie about killer clowns and instead of having to wade through like someone's like tragic backstory which is great for some films oh, don't yeah. get me wrong no. but for this one it's just like you wanted killer cr- clowns it's like I, I don't even what 10 minutes in it's like okay here, here you go <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so true i mean yeah that's the perfect uh, description of this whole movie like you, you're you're kind of getting what you're um, what you paid for and that that's just so incredible
0: so our main protagonist in the film uh, are both mike tobacco and debbie stone um so mike and debbie run into the killer clowns but they don't actually die thank god um and they have the sensible thought as uh, to warning the rest of the town so they go into town and warn the police obviously they don't believe them and then basically all hell breaks loose because the killer clowns kind of follow them into the town and uh they found their new food source yeah um yeah uh one thing that i find really great about this film is the props this film is all props and it's pretty great
2: oh yeah and i also like I like, also like the creativity uh, with all the props too. Like, uh, instead of these clowns like devouring these people, they just use different types of clown props <laughs> uh, with mm. with high deadly intent. So like you have those pies with like, which are actually acid. <laughs> like it's yeah, that's the, just,
0: and that's they like melt. A... Uh... They melt the guy down into this just <laughs> yeah. blob.
2: And then you have the other clown that just has some shadow play going on. <laughs> he just devours it with the shadow.
0: <laughs> just... Yeah, there's some. This movie has some of the best. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say the best kills, but most creative. Oh yes, um, I absolutely that agree. I've ever seen in uh, an eighties horror film like this. Uh, one thing to note about the film is all of the most of the budget was spent just strictly on the practical effects and the props because this movie is just full of it. Uh, And you could tell, like as soon as you watch the film, it's just alien after alien. There must've been at least like a dozen or more suits made that are unique because there's even, so jumping ahead, there's even a scene where they're doing a parade And there's suddenly killer clowns that you haven't seen before, and they're only really there for that that scene, and maybe a little bit at the end. Right, that's Um, true. A lot of the devices, so like the popcorn gun. I don't know if you recall that at the beginning, how they shoot the popcorn.
2: Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah.
0: So that was created by um, the creators of this film, which we haven't even mentioned, uh, which is the. G- i can't even say the name is steven chiodo
2: chiodo chiodo
0: chiodo that's it steven chiodo and his brother edward chiodo um they had to create the props for basically all of this film and uh, it took them a long time to make that popcorn gun wow it's a functioning popcorn gun it does shoot popcorn <laughs> that's incredible <laughs>
2: Oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> I'm also generally surprised that uh, that this is the only movie that Steven Giotto and Edward Giotto had 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 made. Like they don't.
0: Yeah, well, they're they are known for their special effects. That's what they did before this. Ah. Okay. So that, that they were special sense. effects creators. It, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> that, it does for sure. <laughs> um, a good point to say about the film is that um, the Chioto brothers uh, they didn't just help make the film but they also were in the film.
2: Oh right. Were they they weren't uh... they were no, I was I was thinking of the Turrenti brothers, but no, no, they were different actors. The the two ice cream. Yeah, men.
0: yeah, the two ice cream men. Yeah, I, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, the Trency brothers are played by uh, Mike, uh, Michael
2: S. Siegel and uh, Peter L- L- Licassi.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the the. Uh. Oh the creators of the film usually played background characters. I believe there's a scene where Mm. one of them is in the restaurant, though that could have been only on the TV edition. Um, But I know that they played the clowns um, in a few scenes. Okay, interesting. Uh, One thing about the film that I wanted to talk about before we really talk about how we feel about it is... Um, how it uses its effects to really tell a story uh, in the sense that, like... I mean, this is a movie made by special effects workers, and they use those special effects to create the kills, to create the uh, characters, and to create the overall premise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about the film charger i mean we'll talk about the ending while we're talking about how we feel about it yeah Uh, i know i i I know i already asked you this question (laughs) previously but i want to know like your overall takeaway from the
2: film yeah no like i uh i felt every scene had an importance here um a bit pretentious probably to say for this type of movie but it, it was um like there were so many things i uh took out of this movie that I just very much enjoyed. Having heard the theme song uh, beforehand, I just uh, I just love the music in this movie, uh, both the, the opening song and uh, the, the song that plays when you see they're um, when cedar, uh, making their way towards that town. And uh, it's just something with that guitar sound that just is uh, so amazing.
0: And mm, yeah, I love the the riff that they have. The... Yeah, yeah,
2: that is really cool. <laughs> but, yeah. but
0: they use it really well too throughout the film as well.
2: I think so too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, another thing I also that stood out to me is the whole set design, especially inside um, the tent, because that is supposed to be their mothership, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, because like yeah like inside you have all these these panels and computers and it just looks so amazing and then there is a shot where they go inside this turbine turbine or something and uh, this has something uh, you explained earlier to me called map paintings and it just looks like the whole place looks looks like a whole painting and when when I saw this scene, the one thing I initially noticed was that it reminds me a lot of this uh, FMV game called uh, Toonstruck with um, uh, uh, which has Christopher Lloyd in it, and it just looked so so darn good, <laughs> and um, uh, and also all the killings were um, were amazing, and I especially also love. Uh, i'm 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 to I I go a bit back and forth um, uh, through through scenes but um, there is a scene in the police station um, uh, where the i i assume it's the leader clown um, and he turns the the sheriff into a ventrilo- ventriloquist, ventriloquist doll, doll yeah. yeah and then he-
0: there's also grace uh foreshadowing in that too because he says um, you're not gonna make a dummy out of me when he thinks that the whole town's kind of like trying to throw a weird ass clown conspiracy on him yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> like, yeah. i
2: find i found it so odd like <laughs> like they're all getting calls like ha, this is just a conspiracy stop fooling me <laughs>
0: yeah that's actually one of the other great things about the film too It was with his character and all of the actors who star in this film um they all play this film straight mm. and i think that's The best thing about this film is because it's like, it's goofy. Yeah. Like a lot of it's goofy, but it it takes itself seriously, where it's enough for you to be like, to have the appreciation of everything that's happening in the film.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And I love that line that ventriloquist dummy also says, like, "Don't worry, Dave. All
0: we want to do is kill kill you." and I, I just <laughs> love that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is really great um, so something to note about this film is that it has a few scenes that are missing that somehow ended up on the TV version of the movie oh how different is yeah.
2: the TV version to the the other version to the original version
0: so the TV version has um a scene missing and two scenes added, and the reason that they're not on the DVD or Blu-ray is because they, the director, um, mm-hmm. Stephen, he didn't feel like they added anything to the movie, and oh. it just threw off the pacing of the film. Uh, so the, the the scene that was taken away is, do you remember the scene where the biker gets his head punched off and lands in the garbage can? Yeah, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. For some reason, that scene had to be removed. Um, oh. So they got that scene off of the TV version. And the two films... Or the, the two films. The two scenes that were added um, that he took away were the... There's a scene... So initially when they go in the circus tent for the first time... Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Uh, Debbie Stone. Yeah. The character Debbie Stone. Yeah, She's, She has a little dialogue scene about how she has a really big fear of clowns. Um, and they got rid of that because it just didn't feel like it kind of suited what the movie was going for. Oh, and it threw off the pacing.
2: Yeah, I think that was a good decision because yeah. it doesn't come up at all throughout the movie and uh, like that, it would make sense for that character to be scared of clowns if it wasn't like a, a, a plot device. Um, yeah, uh,
0: definitely. And there's another point I'll make later on our other film Mm -hmm. but um so the other scene that was taken away was uh it was around the end when they're back in the circus tent with the the police officer Where around the end of the film there's a scene where they're i can't quite recall but i think it it was just something to do with you know how like they went through those tiny doors like the doors and then they just kept going and going and going
2: oh yes yeah
0: it was it was a kind of a scene similar to that, um, and the reason that they took it out is because it wasn't finished, and for some reason it made its way into the TV version.
2: Ah, that's weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is really weird because like you could tell it doesn't have uh, it hasn't been edited properly, and the sound wasn't correct, in the the scene and stuff like that. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah no no I'm, I'm, I, I I'm really glad that I I uh, watched the mo- the correct version. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: oh definitely. I don't even know if you'd be able to get your hands on the TV version. I could be wrong about that, but yeah,
2: probably some deep dive somewhere. Uh, <laughs> why well, I'd have to imagine
0: it's not like YouTube it, folks. If you really want to see it that <laughs> bad, <laughs> I'm but... sure it's on YouTube.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, there was. Uh one thing i uh, thought was odd about this movie is um so debbie's character she had a past relationship with one of the deputies and yeah she's she in a current relationship with uh, tobacco and um, like throughout the movie they have this sense of uh, bitterness towards each other the deputy and uh, uh, tobacco and I found it odd that they hug each other uh, during the end, and it was like, so what? Are they having a, uh, are are, yeah, are they yeah. having like a a, f- um, a free relationship now or something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, that's a little bit of an interesting ending because I noticed that too in my like uh, the rewatch that we did in yeah. preparation talking about it, is that he embraces her, uh, and the the two the two of them so the two dudes basically are just they become really good bros at the end <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> but i guess they got happy because of all they went through but still it just felt so out of place and um i don't know i i, I didn't initially really care for um any of the like, I didn't care for the the deputy or the main character either. Um, Like, I was just in it for the clowns. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: and I, th- I think that's most people are just in it for the clowns. One of the things that I want to mention before we really finish off yeah. um, is there's a level of world building that I feel people don't really talk about with this film. Mm-hmm. And that's not, like, world building as in uh, the town that it's based in, but more world building as in, like, Uh, the clowns and the clown spaceship and how it works like there's when the clowns uh land their ship it leaves a gigantic hole and you're like well why is that and you could see when they're in the spaceship you know it's got that the the clown ship instead of being like uh long or anything like that it's just very um yeah that's true uh, it just burrows down into the ground and it, it it builds its space that way um as well as how the clowns consume people like how they eat the people it's yeah like, turn them into minute.
2: like cotton candy cocoons and
0: cotton candy cocoons yeah and which seem to like uh liquidate or liquidate <laughs> right but not a, not a <laughs> store they liquefy uh the the um Uh, the townsfolk, and uh, they just drink them, like uh, like a little milkshake. Yeah, (laughs) little milkshake. Um, and same with uh, the there's a little bit of the town too, because you know, killer clowns from outer space come to attack this one town that seems to have a little bit of a clown uh appreciation. You know, they've got the. No, sort of Donald yeah, McDonald restaurant that's not <laughs> it's not really McDonald's but it's got clown themes there they've got the ice cream truck with the clowns um, yeah definitely I feel uh, like I might be missing one but
2: no but yeah I can definitely I noticed those uh, references too and I just I just love the fact that all the clowns are just having so much fun terrorizing this town. Mm. <laughs> like, you have this one clown oh. who goes into this um, grocery shop, and he just <laughs> minds his own business, like, demolishes the store, and then he kills all the people inside. Oh.
0: Another, another world-building thing, too, that I wanted to mention is, like, how the clowns e- are even made, you know? Because the popcorn machine shoots off these uh, little popcorns, and they they move. Yeah. And eventually they sprout out these somewhat like fetus-looking snake-like popcorns, or uh, clowns. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you kind of, like, after watching it a couple times, you kind of come to the impression, like, well, is that? Because there's no... Well, there are female clowns, but I think that was put in as a joke at the end, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which also makes you wonder if they made it with two female killer clowns from outer space.
2: I mean, knowing those two characters, I bet they did, because <laughs> they oh. were they were basically the comic relief of the movie, and like in the end of the day, they still stand stood on their feet. So I was I was very glad that they that. The, Ferenczi brothers uh, survived.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's So, yeah. It's funny how the film's like, oh, we need comic relief. It's like, have you seen what you're writing about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's, that's, a, that's a good it, point. All, it all really works super well. It does. Um, yeah. there's, there's more I want to talk about with this film, but I feel like we got to talk about our other film first. Yeah. So, oh, good point. Let's let's draw a conclusion here um oh one thing i want to mention is the fact that um so the godzilla like clown at the end yeah clownzilla right uh was originally supposed to be um stop motion like uh, clay animated
1: mm-hmm. true
0: and they couldn't afford it because they ran out of money so instead what they just did is they took um but they just made another suit um, and blew it up on uh, green screen sp- special effects. Or no, it wasn't, was it green screen or was it puppeteering? I can't recall. Oh, people are going to hate me if they actually know <laughs> and I'm getting this wrong. Oh, <laughs> But regardless, uh, they couldn't do their original plan, which uh, ultimately sucks. Because I would have loved to see a clay animated giant clown. Yeah, that would be been cool.
2: Yeah, very much.
0: Um, yeah, okay, so, obviously, I love this film a lot. It's got a special place in my heart. I am not scared of clowns, but I think they do a good job, you know?
2: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think
0: so, too. Uh, and I, I don't think there's ever, like, clowns that look more creepy than these ones. Like, oh. it looks <laughs> like a baby compared to these clowns. Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
2: Especially that big clown uh, the the, the largest larger of them, like the the one <laughs> who has the the sledgehammer behind the back and lures the little girl outside. Oh, the
0: one with <laughs> like in the the yeah, that yeah, that's an interesting scene. That one there. <laughs> yeah, there's there is a level of terror, you know, that they oh, they admit.
2: Definitely, yeah. Like they are, they they do have they all have a very high evil intention, but. Mm-hmm but it it just shows that you're perfectly allowed to have fun w- while doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's a horror film that doesn't take itself seriously, but it knows how to keep you in suspense a little bit.
2: Yeah, and because of the the the, the decade it got made in, it it just um it, it it it's it it got made in the perfect year um or in the perfect decade. um because you have like, as you mentioned, the Blob, and you have like Return of the Living Dead, and you have Death Spa, uh, which is a very horrible movie, uh, not not too good, but it's, it's still fun about a super electronic uh, spa that that becomes possessed by something. Uh, you gotta mm. love these '80s plot uh, plots. They just don't make any sense, but they still work somehow. <laughs>
0: um i gotta we gotta mention before we we really give our scoring for the film is that long-awaited fans such as myself always wanted to see a sequel and the creators have written a sequel they've had one in mind and they've wanted to do one forever um and they had the script they had most of all of the actors i think on board i could be wrong about that wow but uh the owners of killer clowns, unfortunately was 20th century Fox. And while they were in the process of doing this, Disney bought them. Oh, and Disney brought a lot of planned films that Fox had to the cutting room. Uh, and unfortunately it was cut, um, along with a lot of other films that people would have loved to see, but this one hurt a lot to see it not come to the light of day. And who knows if we'll ever get to see it. Um, I think there was some line of what like how, what it was going to be about but uh, I don't even know if it's worth talking about because it's not gonna get made it's just another shitty thing that Disney's done <laughs>
2: yeah that's that really that really sucks I would have loved to seen a sequel of this or or at least the modern take of it that would have been interesting
0: um... yeah um there actually is you could YouTube it um the creator's took the score of the film the first film and they orchestrated it uh, so you could listen to the whole score in like a really sort of orchestra uh theatrical like because i think that's what they were going to do for the sequel is they were going to have it bigger and better you know mm, right so you, you can get a little bit of an impression as to what they were going to do um anyways yeah i i'm a fan of the film i i give it a solid four star rating um even though i say like i love this film to death obviously it's not like the most amazing film in the world but i i have fun every time i play it no so yeah. it's gonna be
2: i understand that perfectly and uh, this is definitely a movie i will watch uh, many more times <laughs> and um i um initially i ended up at um three and a half um uh but us discussing about it and um, I think I, I think I land on the fore um, more clearly now because in retrospect um, there is a lot to take from this movie and to enjoy from it and um, and also because of the, the the time the length of the movie this it it's, it's just perfect and uh, yeah.
0: It's got a lot to love about it, and I even think that with any fault that you might find with it, it's like with its great easy runtime like it it knows what kind of movie it wanted to be and it's stuck to being that to the best way possible and i I can't really think of a way it could have improved what it was trying to do you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah, definitely yeah so for sure. yeah. For that. For that, I would say four star for sure.
2: Yeah, no, uh, definitely deserves it.
0: We're in agreement. (laughs) That must mean we have somewhat of a hive mind, would you say, JoJo?
2: Oh, uh, we definitely do, and what perfect (laughs) and a perfect segue to our next movie.
0: You can introduce this one, Jojo.
2: Yes. So the the second uh, movie we have built for this uh, double feature is "Innovation of the Body Snatchers. They come from a dying world. They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They
0: adapt, and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep. Sleep, sleep. From deep space. Sleep. sleep, The seed is planted. Sleep,
1: sleep. Terror grows. Sleep.
2: Matthew! Matthew! Matthew!
1: Sleep. Matthew!
2: Like the others.
1: Elizabeth, wake up. Get you when you sleep. Sit up.
2: Invasion of the body snatchers no detail and no character uh, this got released in uh, 1978 and um, it's about um, a, a plant like alien that um, that comes to earth and it slowly consumes the the population into these into these pod people that are devoid of all emotions um, and, uh, and these pod people try then to enslave the entire uh, human uh,
0: population. And yeah, the... The, when the strange seeds drift uh, from uh, space to earth, that is definitely correct. And I think not only do they strip away emotion, but they strip away the thing that makes us human. Yes. which i think is the scariest part of the film oh uh, without a part. doubt yeah um yeah I I don't want to talk about how much uh I loved this film but I, I I just I think I really did like this a lot and a lot more than I thought I was going to it was the first time I got to watch it and I think it was the first time for you as well Jojo. that, that is
2: there. that is definitely right and um, yeah it was a kick-ass movie and I it was a huge blast yeah
0: with with this one i don't know if we're gonna totally go into what the script is about because i don't i don't know if i want to spoil it as much as killer clowns because killer clowns it's right there in the title invasion of the body snatches even though it's there in the title it's got its own way of getting to to that <laughs> that point of the film, oh, um, for
2: sure. And there there is so much more symbolism in this movie than than you'll get in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and uh, yeah, 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 definitely. So it's it's best to uh, not go too much into the plot detail because uh, this movie is best. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're gonna go through some quote-unquote spoilers but we're not gonna like like ruin the whole experience for you but this is definitely a movie worth seeing for the first time without having
0: any knowing of... what's exactly gonna happen
2: yes exactly
0: yeah i i definitely agree well let's just talk about who's in it and we'll go from there yeah i mean you love uh, Donald uh, Sutherland.
2: Oh yeah, and I've I've been having a great track record uh, with him, uh, having having seen uh, Keller's Heroes and uh, uh, Don't Look Now, which I didn't like too much, but it still has Donald Sutherland. And uh, uh, what other movie did I see with him?
0: Um, uh, uh, it's oh, not coming com-
2: coming to me it... now, but.
0: It's... I don't know if you saw the Hunger Game movies, but he was in those. That's true. Yeah, um,
2: he was in those.
0: Um, he was in Horrible Bosses. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of films. I'm not gonna say like they're his best work because no. I don't think people think Donald Sutherland and uh, Horrible Bosses. But um, but yeah, he uh, was that's definitely it. one thing about Donald Sutherland. I want to say sorry to cut you off there. No, George, no, no is, problem at all. Go ahead. Uh, another great Canadian actor.
2: Oh, I didn't know he was Canadian.
0: Yeah, does that
2: what? Oh, yeah, so Kiefer Sutherland is also Canadian?
0: Uh, I guess so. <laughs>
2: yeah. no, that's that's interesting. I never I never I never Oh, yeah, look at that. He's from New Brunswick, Canada.
0: I, yeah, New Brunswick. Uh...
2: Yeah, I, I never realized that. That's pretty cool. But, but I'm a I'm a very huge Donald Sutherland fan. I I love his acting and his eyes and the way he plays any role uh, with just a it's just a mind-blowing actor that just plays any role with full perfection and I thought he was perfect in uh, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers and it also stars uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Brooke Adams and uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, who I also think did an amazing performance.
0: Yeah I didn't well I haven't had much of a rapport with leonard nimoy apart from star trek and I, i'm not a star trek person by any means um so it was nice to see him in a, a big film like this where he got to show that he's more than just spock
2: yeah no i agree i agree uh, i i too have only seen him in uh, star trek so it was very refreshing to see him in a different character um and yeah it was truly terrifying in this movie, um, which he uh, completely nailed. And, and I
0: know you already mentioned this before, but we've got to give a big shout-out to my boy, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Goldblum. <laughs> <Whoop, whoop. laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Yeah, I, I didn't know he was in this movie, so when he showed up, I was um, <laughs> I was very ecstatic i don't know why i love jeff goldblum so much i yeah, think it's yeah. just yeah he he's has one a... of those people where if he's in the room you're just like oh man i'm happy
2: <laughs> yeah he has a charm to him and like <laughs> even in even in person he seems like a very nice guy and um, he is such an interesting character like the jeff goldblum himself uh, he's just uh, he just seems so positive and uh,
0: very weird too
2: <laughs> which is fun which is always fun
0: yeah, yeah i i actually quite liked uh him in the film because i wasn't sure <clears throat> when he when he got onto the screen i wasn't sure if he was gonna be like a main character or not and then when he does um, not really spoiler but when he does join the main cast uh in fighting off the um invading alien race the it, it's nice like he, yeah. he plays the roles great I don't know. I call him here as a friend oh, you know yeah? Do you, do you uh, report certain things when you run into them, like uh, contagious disease yeah. or a dead body in a place of... Business? Jack, would you, you let know him know? look at it? The body? No, not necessarily. We didn't. Know I thought said. it was and, uh, it
2: is also one of his earlier roles, uh, because
0: just, yeah, yeah, just, just
2: uh, three years prior, he just had a small role
0: in Nashville. Yeah, it was just, yeah, uh, which we, we talked about as well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, go check that out.
2: Yeah, please do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah um so with invasion of the body snatchers uh there is a great sense of paranoia uh we were you were talking to me about this earlier but Mm -hmm. uh i think we both felt it where it's just you can never tell like the film has this great way of keeping you in that suspense of what is real and what is maybe just uh the paranoia of like it Am I going crazy? You know, and yeah. it kind of can put the audience there too.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And you just sense, uh, you just sense a feeling of uh, dread and uh, terror, uh, where you're not really certain how, what, yeah. and when things will happen. And it's just this constant droning sound that you hear in the background that also adds to that. Uh, which well, which you
0: you get the first sense of paranoia with uh Brooke Adams uh who with who plays Elizabeth in the film yeah because when she has her husband um I'm going to just say snatched because it seems appropriate when yeah. she has her husband snatched and turned into a pod person um you don't know for a fact that that's what happens because the movie doesn't show The process you know you you, you just see that he's a he's acting differently like he's definitely not who he was before oh yeah Um, and then it and then it really does make you think like well are we also experiencing this paranoia that might not be real or is it in fact real and then the film slowly drips drip feeds you this like confirmation like this is what's happening but then after it presents another paranoia um, which I, I thought was really well done in this movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about the film, actually.
2: Yeah, me too. And uh, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, and um, it also, also almost feels like. Um, because you do feel. It almost feels like a zombie movie, too. Um,
0: yeah, hmm? yeah, definitely. I would say that as well, yeah. Because. Um, we were talking about if we wanted to mention this before we started recording, uh, but there is, and I think it goes along with what we're talking about right now, but there, there is strong anti-communism, uh, theming and messaging throughout the film. And I mean, that's, it's very obvious uh, when you watch it. probably more obvious in the original film, as opposed to the uh, remake. But, um, you get it you get that sense of that humanity stripped away from you and I know we said this already but it's it's scary because the film goes from you're not sure who may be the pod person but then like the film progresses and then by the middle you're like oh shit how many are not pod people you know mm, and, uh, true. and then it, it's almost like having your home taken from you without leaving yeah You know, nothing's familiar, no one's the same, and uh, that's that's a terrifying feeling, thinking that you're always being watched. Um, This is going to get really dark right now, but something that China's going through uh, right now. And for a fact, I know that me just saying that, we're never going to have anyone from trying to listen to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Way to remove a demographic from our uh, podcast.
0: <laughs> no, it's not like they could anyways. Da-da-da.
1: But... <laughs> no, that's true.
0: <laughs> the film has that great sense of paranoia. I'm not sure if you wanted to add any more to that. Uh,
2: no, I think you summed it up quite perfectly and uh, like uh, you pretty much said what I to feel about the whole mood and um, the feel of this movie. Um, and um, I think
0: we can. Uh, um, okay. well, do you want to talk about the special effects?
2: Yeah, we can. Uh, like there is, like this movie utilizes some good uh, practical effect work. Um,
0: mm. uh, I think, yeah, it, it's it was definitely the Rolling Stone for the remake movement of the '80s, because mm-hmm. this came out in 1978, and yeah. you could clearly see that there was a a B horror movie like remake. Um, I don't know what, what you'd say uh, if if you if you'd if you'd call it like a trend. Yeah, I'd say yeah, trend. Yeah, that, um, that,
2: seem, that seems right. Yeah, absolutely
0: but so with this one it introduces because the original film uh i've only seen clips of it so i'm not gonna officially say i've i've seen the original film but the gore uh in this film is just out of nowhere in a sense because i know it basically goes straight from almost pg to just like straight on head explode
2: yeah without a doubt This movie even have titties in them, so that
0: that's always (laughs) an Yeah, it does. I forgot about that too. (laughs) Yeah, right at the end. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of films. I don't know if this was the very first film to start this movement, but I'm pretty sure it is. But then you got. Yeah, you got the remake like the Blob. Um, I'm sure you know a couple others, right? There, there are there.
2: many other. Yeah, I just looked up uh, some remakes here, and you have like Little Shop of Horrors that was made in the 80s. Uh, Clue, um, Scarface the thing. The remake uh, of The Fly uh, you mentioned, and um, you also have uh, uh, The Thing, and uh, there's also. Um, I think The Fog is a remake, too, of some sorts.
0: Yeah. So, and with all those remakes, you get a little bit more of a... of a... a sense of horror when the gore comes. Because all the B... all the B um, horror movies that they're um, remaking, they don't... like, obviously, they didn't... they weren't really that scary when it came to uh, showing... How people were dying and stuff like that, and with the remakes, they just got into like, oh, here's actually how horrifying this this is. I mean, even with the Blob, like we we talked about the Blob now on two of the films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but even with the Blob, like you get to really see how horrifying being consumed by, uh, by a by a very transparent being uh, could be, and in the original, it just looks like jello.
2: Mm, absolutely, I, I agree.
0: The, the effects in this film are really well done. And uh, I think you were saying how much you loved like the actual pod process.
2: Yeah, I, I thought that scene was, uh, was phenomenal and uh, it's easily my favorite point of this movie because you kind of it looks just looks so penetrative in a way. Uh, like it you can you, you see a whole process where you see a, a, a some sort of organism coming out of this huge plant and you notice that oh it's swapping it's consuming the life essence of the real person by swapping it out with a pot person that comes from this plant and i just thought it was it just looked so gross and uh and was just so intense and uh, that that just really stood out for me amongst uh, more than what than other scenes in this movie, and uh, uh, and I think that's I think that is the cutoff point to this movie. Like the uh, you have in in a, every arc, you have like a point of no return. Um, uh, do you know the the term I'm talking about now? Like you have, yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like after this scene, the whole movie just goes completely nuts and it just becomes this whole intense, uh, mesh of fear. Um, where, uh, Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams character tried to escape, uh, this horrible nightmare.
0: And, uh, mm. Yeah and you get that sense of like how much it's grown almost like a a weed in a sense you know it's yeah. just or a virus that's another thing too so obviously um people try to not think about this because it's just ever prevalent in our lives but uh with covid-19 it's hard not to think about covid while I was watching this film um, and relate it back with the film, too, because it's, like, the spread, you know? It's no, just, Yeah, definitely. you try to get away, you can't, and it's, like, no matter where you go, it, it, it it's faster than you, and uh, you're not going to be able to outrun it.
2: That is so true, and I, I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Um, One, well, do you think we could talk about the ending without spoiling the ending?
2: I guess we could, uh, but it is, um, uh, yeah. it is, uh, a very famous scene, though, uh, because uh, it's, uh, it's been. I think it,
0: it is a famous scene, but you could also see the scene without context and not have it spoiled with, oh, for yourself. Oh,
2: yeah, for sure, for sure, because
0: it it's In the same way, I'm wondering if lot, we could talk. Yeah. About... yeah, exactly. The same way, I'm wondering if we could talk about it without spoiling it.
2: I'm sure we could, uh, because it is a very impactful ending,
0: and. Uh... Yeah, I love I love the ending of this movie because it, there is a scene. So the point you're talking about, you kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, how's this going to end? You know? Mm, yeah. Because if you think about it as one of those things that you could go on forever. And then when you get to the point of, um, you're like, oh, oh, has he figured out a way to beat this? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and you follow him for a while and it flips it on you. Like, just completely flips it on you and he, you hear that sound. <sighs> yeah. I mean, some people can see that on a level like, "Oh, that's kind of corny," but to me, that was like that was actually um, the, gut-wrenchingly terrifying the, to know that uh, oh, like, yeah. there was there's no win in the end. There.
2: That's true. It's just a sense of hopelessness, and it's just the very uh, because early on, you also learned that they um, they did find a way to blend in well
1: and you're kind of
2: guessing like uh is this this is the same thing happening here but uh yeah yeah yeah, no it's just um a very bleak ending Uh,
0: like not very yeah yeah. very bleak ending which i think is kind of the build-up this film has with it. it it's got such a great great build-up and uh it builds up to this final thing and it's it's almost like um it's almost like depression porn. You know what I mean? Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. I could easily list this movie with other um, more like dark, uh, depressing movies. Um, um, and I would would definitely put this in like a depressocore marathon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely say that. That's the, probably the biggest difference between... So, we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Invasion of the Body Snatchers as double features. Killer Clowns... Stuck in a very similar situation. I think we could probably talk about the parallels now as guess, to why these are such great things.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. But um, the biggest difference is Killer Clowns. They're successful in the end, and they beat the they beat the clowns. This one, um, maybe not so much. You could tell by the tone that uh, Jar Jar and I are saying we're not going to say how much because no. definitely go watch the film. But yeah, definitely not <laughs> not sharing the same ending. <laughs> Um, but yeah so some of the parallels with this film are killer clowns they consume their food by cocooning them and uh, the aliens in Invasion of the Body Snatchers also uh, cocoon their victims as well
1: yeah
0: uh, another similarity is there is a scene in Killer Clowns where they have a parade going down and they're basically sucking up a uh, the townsfolk that they've cocooned already so they're just throwing them out into the street and uh it's very reminiscent of the invasion of the body snatchers where all of the pod people are gathered down into the town and they've stopped hiding and i this is a bit of a spoiler mm. but they've stopped hiding and now their their main focus is just like let's get as many pod people as we can yeah. make sure we're converting the world um uh, it's exactly the same because you, they're given the pods. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because they're they're waiting in the line to get those pods, and if you think about it, the scenes are basically the same.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And, and yeah, like like. And it, it just fits so well these two movies that we um. That we put together that we chose. Yeah. yeah, I I
0: think so as well. Um, and there's also I think the biggest thing. So it's not just the two scenes that are like similar <laughs> um but the biggest thing is the the paranoia that both of the films lead up to so killer clowns doesn't have the same paranoia by far oh, no. but there is a bit you start off this, the movie and it's like oh this goofy clown killed someone and then all of a sudden you're like oh these goofy clowns are killing everyone <laughs> like the kill count in killer clowns from Outer space is phenomenally crazy oh yeah um <laughs> And it does get to that point where you see them in the street and they're not hiding anymore, you know, like, because at the start, they, they do try to hide. They try to make themselves fit in and like seem like clowns or like the one clown seems like an animatronic uh, statue yeah. in front of the store. But in, in a certain point, same with like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, is like you get to a point where you're like, oh, shit, like this is an actual threat that, that is kind of scary. Like it's terrifying to think.
2: That is definitely true, uh, and I I like that comparison a lot.
0: I don't know if there's other comparisons that you wanted to make, Jar Jar, or if you can think Not
2: that I can them. think of uh, at the spot. Uh, oh, uh, the, yeah. well,
0: the theming the theme the so the the title of the theme that we got for the the uh, two films, which I think is very appropriate, uh, is Jar Jar, and I both thought they're unlikely aliens. Um, yeah. Besides having the things that we said before, they're both. <laughs> clowns from outer space, not really an alien, and uh, plants, which is definitely not an alien. Yeah, creature. yeah,
2: that's good. <laughs> that, that's definitely good. Yeah, yeah uh, one, one interesting thing with Invasion of the Body Snatchers is that um, uh, if, if you if you remember that character that um, gets chased by uh, by this mob. Um, that is the same um, actor who played the main character in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers,
0: and I, lo- I love stuff like that. That's great. Yeah. Also, the
2: director uh, Don Siegel, Siegel uh, who did the original, he also plays the cab driver in uh, in this version.
0: Yeah. Actually, a fun fact about that. So. I might just say this now, because we're coming close to the end of talking about the film, is with the Killer Clowns, we talked about the trivia kind of like while we were talking about the film just seemed appropriate. With um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, we'll... I'll I'll talk a little bit more about the trivia at the end, like we have done with previous episodes. Um, But yeah, um, so... The the cab driver who you said was um Don, oh, what was his name? Don on the story?
2: Don Siegel. Don Siegel.
0: Don Siegel, yeah. Uh where was it? Apparently Don Siegel, uh when he Was doing the taxi ride, right? You know Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams, right? How they were very nervous in the that scene in the cab. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So the he had lost a lot of his vision, and um, they were really actually nervous in that scene because uh, he was driving at night. It was very dark, and he didn't even have his glasses on. (laughs) So they (laughs) they were quite scared they were going to crash. Yeah. Why don't we just talk about um, The trivia We'll talk about how we felt about the film and,
2: yeah, yeah, that sounds good okay. uh, Yeah um, I um, One trivia I found about this movie Is that Robert Duvall uh, Plays the priest in the opening um, It's just one shot um, You It's just a priest that's swinging on a, uh, Sitting on a swing uh, Looking at uh, Brooke Adams' character And uh, yeah, that was just shot in one day, and uh, he didn't get he didn't get paid for the role. He was just coincident, coincidentally there on set one day.
0: Um, one thing that I also found out about the film is that um, the so when the movie was being released, uh, yeah, the night after the movie's release, um, around Los Angeles they put uh, pods, like the, the pods in the movie, they put them around the streets of Los Angeles and uh, it freaked people out so bad that a lot of people called the cops.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow that's incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would it not freak you out Um, another thing too is Donald Sutherland was hit by a Volkswagen Beetle while filming a shot with Matthew and Elizabeth running he fell onto the windshield and he saw the driver mouth oh god not you when he got hit (laughs) yeah so there's there's more trivia to be said with this film, but I don't know if it's really worth mentioning that part. From those, uh, um, yeah, I'm, yeah,
2: I'm not seeing any. Um, there aren't any that stick out to me as much as the the previous trivia we trivia we've done for um, uh, for the previous episode, for instance.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, what about? Uh, how did you feel about this film, Jar Jar? Like, your overall takeaway? I know I asked that. Yeah. I always ask. No, that, I that's wanna... perfectly fine. Uh, I, I love your opinion, Jar Jar. Oh, always tell me.
2: Very appreciative of that. Uh, no, I, I, I love this movie a lot. And, uh, it, it's a great science fiction film, but also a great horror movie. Um, uh, or rather a thriller, maybe. But, uh, it it shows great terror. And, um, uh, i mean uh, i i just realized another comparison with these two movies is that um i just realized that now like we both don't know where these people come from um like why they're they're there and um, uh, like it just opens with an invasion but we don't get any other more information beyond that um
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah you're completely right about that because the aliens say that they're they're there for i think they were just passing not passing by but they've been drifting through space yeah that's, um, that's what that's just... what one of
2: the the brothers say the ice cream man that uh well maybe maybe they're just cruising on space and they just stop for a snack <laughs> yeah and they all just, yeah uh, chime up after that <laughs> but yeah no great great movie um uh, this is definitely another great one with Donald Sutherland. And um, he just showed great acting performance in this movie. And I just love his mannerism. Uh, the way he talks. Uh, the opening scene where he inspects the restaurant. And it's a rat And it's like, uh, oh, he just uh, brings so much out of his acting. And uh, it, it's it's structured in a great arcs and just it builds up it just builds and builds up this plot uh to the ultimate climax near the end and it's just done so perfectly well and um i i think i give this movie a four uh four star um because uh, uh i guess um i mean I could easily give it a five but I um but I don't know it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel ex- like a it doesn't feel like a perfect movie um if that makes sense yeah but, like it no
0: I, I I agree with you because with me I'll just say my my score in my yeah. recent four Go first ahead. so uh, I, I give it a four point5 um definitely go ahead with that extra little bit. You're right, it doesn't feel like a perfect movie, but it's pretty damn close. Oh yeah, um, I agree. And I mean, it, it's hard not to like see the appreciation there too, because you have the cinematography by uh, Michael Chapman, and he's worked on things with Martin Scorsese like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, mm-hmm. um, That's true. he's done The Fugitive, Lost Boys, uh, and then you've also got Philip Kaufman. I'm not super familiar with any of his other previous yeah, work, but obviously of, after he's... after seeing this, I'd like to maybe check a few more of his films out.
2: Yeah, like he's kind of like uh, Robert Altman. Like I haven't seen much of him, but he's he's written a lot of uh, great stuff. He's he's written all the Indiana Jones movies, and um, or he he did the story for Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, yeah. And he also wrote uh, the screenplay for the outlaw Josie Wills, um, Phil Kaufman. but the movies he's directed I've never seen. Um, like he he doesn't have a huge track record.
0: Um, yeah. Well, uh, it's something that I guess we could both look forward to. but yeah, no, I, oh, I, you know, I agree with a, I agree with a lot of the points that you were making before too that um, this film, Hits all its, like it, it 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 builds up that tension, and it's just an ever-growing, god it's a ever-growing plant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know>? definitely. <laughs> um, and for that reason, yeah, no, it's a great film that I would recommend to a lot of people. And I I, I, I could be wrong in saying this, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of people don't recommend it enough.
2: I mean, and it should yeah. be, yeah, it is. It should be recommended more. It does feel a bit underrated. I I agree. And yeah, uh, yeah, it is definitely an important. Uh, just just for that ending alone, it's a very important movie uh, to watch. It's um, definitely film um,
0: history here. Um, yeah, definitely. But uh, I think that's gonna be a wrap for this yeah, episode of. Critically optimistic um, Anyways I'm your host Mac uh, and, and we also I'm have Jar Jar. The other Great host Jar Jar That's what I was Just going to say <laughs> uh, We hope that You guys had a Great time with us Talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers And Killer Clowns From Outer Space uh, It's been great Watch them as a Double feature if you can yes. And you'll see the Similarities And um, we hope you guys Have a fantastic night killer, killer,